children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. So let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Cherish the old dragon 
love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible and Living Sound. And it came to pass that Satan and his angels held a conference. You're getting careless, all of you. This I will not tolerate. When you joined my rebellion in heaven, you swore allegiance to me. What's happened to you? Your loyalty. We must stick together, fight together, or our cause is lost. Uh, it is anyway. All right, who said that? Come up here, you. Did you make that slurring remark? Uh, yes, sir, Lucifer. I no! did, and proud of it. Lucifer! Call me Satan, the devil, even the dragon, or the man of evil, but never Lucifer. When God created you, he named you Lucifer. How many times must I tell you, all of you, that I hate anything that reminds me of God? And I forbid you ever to mention his name or anything that reminds me of him. Uh, Understand? Yes, Lucifer. Oh, how dare you disobey my direct command? You taught us to disobey, to rebel, to oppose all authority. <laughs> yes, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you learned your lesson well, angel. <laughs> evil angel. <laughs> We're all evil. Satanic. Bad. Promoters of darkness. <laughs> and someday we will rule the universe, even as we now rule this world. <laughs> ah, you're lying. You've been lying since that first time you approached us and promised us a new and better form of government. If we'd only join forces with you and rebel against God, rule the world, the universe, huh? you can't even rule us. Well, that's, <laughs> that's my form of government. Disobedience, confusion, frustration, lies, cheating, death. <laughs> You'll have to admit that all these things and more now rule the earth. So you see, I do control this earth. Mm, what about Job? Well, what about Job? He doesn't even listen to your voice, much less obey it. He will. Just give me time. Time? <laughs> Silence! Silence! Someday you will see that I am right. Someday I shall rule on a twin throne with God. Someday, someday, when? Soon now. Soon now. Ha, ha, ha. Silence! Now we'll get down to business. It's time once again for me to attend the regular meeting in heaven. Uh, what's the use of attending? You come back pouting and discouraged? I've got to go. My strategy calls for it. I go as representative of Earth. Yes, and I... and I can't understand how you get away with it. That conclave is for the sons of God, the first created beings on all the inhabited planets. And in no sense do you fit into that category. Ah, but I do. Adam was the first created being on this Earth. He was a son of God. But I overcame Adam and earned the right to represent this earth in Adam's place. You never accomplish anything. I'll bet they don't even listen to you in that conclave. Silence! Silence! Now, as I was saying, I'm going to that heavenly conclave. While I'm away, I want you to concentrate on Job. Use all the cunning devices I've taught you. He'll yield. When I get back, I may have some news. Fellow beings of darkness! I have just returned from the conclave in heaven. 
I bear evil news. News that will be music to your ears. <laughs> Job will soon be in our power. Completely and forever in our power. Lies, lies, And then lies. the whole earth will be ours. We will banish Michael. And never again will his spirit be able to speak to the hearts of mankind. <laughs> you speak in riddles, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Oh, how I love that name. <laughs> Listen to this, you angels of darkness. While I was in heaven, I persuaded God to let me do all manner of evil against Job. I persuaded God. Know what that means? I'm beginning to have influence in high places, even in heaven, even with God himself. Yes, yes, we understand, Satan. And when all these evil things happen to Job, he'll be like everyone else. He'll curse God. Then I'll take over. Job will obey my voice, be my loyal subject. I told you our cause is getting stronger. Soon we will rule the universe. <laughs> Just a minute. Just a minute. We have work to do. Uh, you, you will go to the fields of Job, where the shepherds are taking care of Job's sheep. Quickly but effectively. There's a storm brewing in the west. Yeah. Looks like a bad one, too. Yes, we'd better herd the sheep into the west pasture. Uh, I don't think there's any time for that. Uh, hell, uh, the storm's already here. Uh, lightning hit that tree. It's, it's burning. Fire! Fire! Uh, Urias, it's time the oxen and donkeys are fed. Soldiers! An army! Wonder what they want! One of the best feasts you've ever given, brother. Well, I'm the eldest son. I should give the best feasts. If only father and mother could have been here. Yes, it's a shame they couldn't be. Oh, well, another time. Yes. <laughs> well, the guests, they, they appear to be frightened of something. Listen. Why, it's wind. A tornado. Oh. Continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Rico, I'm heading for the grocery store. Mom forgot to buy carrots for our carrot stew tonight. Can't have carrot stew without carrots. That'd be just hot water. She said that we were going to drive back to the store, but I told her I'd take care of it. On your bicycle? That's kind of a long way. It's good exercise, and besides, there's enough poison in the air already. Poison? What do you mean? See all those cars and trucks? Well, each one has an engine, and each engine is burning gasoline, and the exhaust puts pollution in the air. Then we breathe it. Too much pollution can poison us. So I figure if I ride my bike to the store, a vehicle, which, by the way, creates absolutely no pollution, I'm helping the air stay cleaner. I'm impressed. Not only that, I told my mom and dad that we needed to figure out how to drive our car less. You know, like going to town and doing a bunch of things. Not just one. I figure that if everyone did that, we'd have a lot less dirty air and a lot more clean air to breathe. By the way, where are you heading? I'm going to the park. Mom gave me money for a taxi. You mean one of those stinking, gas-burning, air-polluting taxis? Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Mind if I ride with you? No problem. I can even take you to my house for supper. Do you like carrot stew? Love it. And then we can use your taxi money to buy mangoes. I'd better call my mom and ask if it would be all right. Tell her you're riding in the city's only non-polluting taxi and that the driver is a really nice guy. Just drive. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever wanted to go rafting down a river or go on a camping trip in a forest where wild animals live, maybe even bears? In this book, the shoebox kids go on a camping and rafting trip that turns out to be more exciting than anyone thought. What kind of danger would you expect to find along Rattlesnake River? Maria isn't happy when the camping trip begins. Why are people talking about her behind her back? Are her friends leaving her out of their fun? This time, a scary adventure helps her figure out the problem and the answers. Chapter 1. Will There Be Bears and Snakes? Are we almost there? Chris Vargas asked. Stop it, Chris's sister Maria said. You've asked that four times already. Mr. Shu smiled into the rearview mirror and guided the van around another steep turn. Rocky Reach Campground is only about another half hour from here, he said. We camp there tonight, and then tomorrow we ride a bus up to where the raft trip starts. The shoebox kids were on their way to the mountains for a three-day river raft trip. Five minutes later, Chris said, How much longer now? 
Maria opened her mouth to complain, but Mrs. Shu held up a hand to stop her. Are you okay, Chris? she asked. Are you getting carsick? Uh, I'm okay. I don't get carsick. Maria raised her eyebrows. That's not true. Don't you remember the time we went camping in Utah? Dee Dee Adams didn't want to hear Maria argue with her brother. Will we see bears, she asked. No, Chris said. His eyes began to twinkle. No bears, nothing bigger than an alligator. In the mountains? Alligators live in swamps, don't they? Dee Dee frowned as she turned to Mr. Shue. He only smiled and shook his head. Chris tried to make his voice sound low and spooky. But rattlesnakes are smaller than alligators, and they live in the mountains, and they sound like this. Dee Dee rolled her eyes. Snakes don't bother me, Chris. I think they're cool. In the back seat, Jenny Wallace bit her lip as she listened. Her eyes were wide open, and her arms hugged her pillow tightly against her chest. Snakes? she asked. Will there be snakes? Why do you think they call it Rattlesnake River? Chris asked. Sure, there are snakes, but only small ones. They won't be more than, oh, maybe ten feet long, but they don't eat anything bigger than... Stop it, Chris, Maria said. Don't listen to him, Jenny. He's just trying to scare everyone. Hey, I was just having some fun. What are you so grumpy about anyway? As if you didn't know, Maria muttered. She turned her back and glared at the road ahead. I wish he were somebody else's brother, she thought. One week until my birthday. What a rotten day that will be. I wish I knew for sure what Chris told Dad about me. Mrs. Shue started singing, If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. The others joined in. Jenny sang along, but she still hugged her pillow. Chris watched Maria for a few minutes, his eyebrows raised. By the next song, he sang along too. Soon, Mr. Shue turned left onto a side road. Wow, this is cool, Chris said. He bounced up and down and sideways as the van drove over the large rocks and into the ruts of the dirt road. Now you know what rafting will feel like, Mrs. Shue teased. Hey, look, I see a bus, Maria pointed through the trees ahead. Ugh, it's gross. It's all scratched and spotty. Mr. Shu laughed. You'd be scratched and spotty, too, if you were that big and had to push your way through trees like these. I'm sure that's the bus we'll be riding in tomorrow. A few minutes later, they pulled into camp, and a small man with a bushy red beard walked up to the van. Howdy, he said. You must be the shoebox kids. I'm Jake Miller, your river guide. He held out his hand to Mr. Shu, grinned at the kids, and waved to Mr. Teller's carload. We set up your tents over yonder, he said, pointing at some big green and brown tents among the trees, and supper's all ready, so just put your gear inside the tents and we'll eat. He looked at the kids. You hungry? Yes, they shouted as they climbed out of the van. Wait a minute, kids, Mr. Shu called. Let's get our stuff unloaded before we do anything else. It won't take long if we all help. When almost everything was unloaded, Maria wandered off by herself to think. As she stood looking at the river, Dee Dee walked up beside her. What's wrong? Dee Dee asked. Maria didn't look at her. What makes you think anything's wrong? Well, you've been acting upset the whole trip. I was just worried. I'm not upset, Maria said. You sound pretty upset right now, so what's wrong? I said nothing is wrong. Sorry, I just wanted to help, Dee Dee muttered as she walked away. Maria stood still and watched Dee Dee go. A tear slid down her cheek. So how come you're called the shoebox kids, Jake asked while everyone sat around the campfire eating bowls of potato soup. You don't look small enough to live in a shoebox, so where'd you get the name? It's not hard to explain, Mr. Shoe said with a grin. He glanced at his wife. You see, these kids all go to the same Sabbath school class at our church, and my wife is their teacher. Jake still looked puzzled. 
Yeah, he said. While Jake was trying to figure out why they were called the shoebox kids, Maria spotted Chris sending a note around to the other kids. I'm sorry, Mrs. Shoe said, smiling. I guess we never introduced ourselves properly. You see, my name is Mrs. Shoe, Chris and Willie yelled, holding their sides and howling with laughter. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle, Jake began to laugh with them. Half an hour later, when the shoebox kids were headed to their tents, Maria noticed a piece of paper lying on the ground. She picked it up. It was part of a note that Chris had written, and she knew she wasn't supposed to have seen it. The story you've heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 11, Rattlesnake River Adventure, written by Sandy Zog, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net